Love bombing fools you into thinking that you're experiencing real love when it isn't. But there are a few warning signs that you can be on the lookout for. In this episode, Tara and I talk about how we got tricked and what we've learned from the experience of being love bombed. And the self-help tip is about the importance of trusting your gut to warn you of possibly dangerous situations and relationships. Thank you for joining us on Breaking Free from Narcissistic Abuse. I'm Dr. Carrie Kerr McAvoy, a mental health specialist with over 20 years of counseling experience. And I'm Tara Blair Ball, a certified relationship coach. This is a listener-supported podcast. Please consider becoming a supporter of the show for less than a cup of coffee. Love bombing is really vulnerable to talk about because looking back, I see where I miss critical cues. Mm. And I would like to say that it was all on him and that he did this to me and that I prefer not to take any responsibility for my side of it. Mm. How do you feel even hearing me say that? What you, I mean, I'm, I'm looking at your face and it's like, <laughs> oh, man. So what are you thinking? Well, I think love bombing is so carefully crafted and manipulative. And having experience, I mean, I can definitely understand the responsibility aspect of it and wanting to to have seen it for what it was. But it also, for me, having experienced it, it just was so delightful. Like, yes. it was awesome being love bombed. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> it was not awesome what came afterward and how it really made me feel so much more attached to someone I didn't really even know all that well. But in the moment, it felt pretty awesome. And I can absolutely see why I got hooked. Right, right. I was recently looking at the top needs that it, that it it connects with us. That because we have innate psychological needs. Mm-hmm. I mean, all of us are hardwired to want to be connected to someone. Mm-hmm. We all want to have someone see us as worthy. We'd like to know that we're special. Uh, we want stability. Mm-hmm. We we want to know that something that we have with this person is unique and different. Mm-hmm. I mean, these are these are things that we are just built to look for. And what love bombers do is they're very good at offering those things on steroids, right? Basically <laughs> on steroids. Yet you're right. How could that not be incredibly intoxicating, incredibly mm-hmm. addicting? Because that's really in a way it's like your first hit on something. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. And it's funny what you were saying. It made me think of something I'd heard from Brene Brown, where she talks about how we innately want to belong, but that the opposite of belonging is fitting in. Mm. And what's interesting is with love bombing, we are getting belonging out of that. Yeah. But they're getting fitting in. Yes. I just had that thought. Isn't that fascinating? The idea that they're trying to mold themselves into the person that they... They think we want right with that facade and the mask to to make it that narcissistic abuse right, but we are getting that feeling that we're we're known and seen and valued for exactly who we are. Yeah, they're giving us a strong narcissistic hit mm-hmm. because we all have a narcissistic need. I know that we love to use that word as pathological, but that's actually not necessarily a pathological drive. It's a drive to to be seen as worthy, to be mm. a drive, to be chosen and accepted just as we are. And they're, they're giving us the very thing that they themselves are seeking. You're right. In order to fit in, to get us to choose them, but also to get us to be hooked to them, to be bonded to them. They're really creating an intense bonding experience. 
And we really look at the bonding experience, but we don't pay attention to the way in which they hook us. And I, I think that in order to not be vulnerable the next time, you have to know both ends. You can't just say, okay, love bombing is excessive eye gazing. It's, a, mm-hmm. it's a giving you the sob story. It's future faking plus agreeing with the past too much. It's not just those things. It's also having to recognize our personal vulnerability in that moment. And here I was, widowed, uh, not fitting into my community well, feeling adrift, you know, lacking stability, feeling, and me as a woman with significant hair loss, feeling kind of broken. Mm. And here's this person coming in and saying, you're special. I've never felt like this before. Mm -hmm. Even on the first day, and I don't think I ever told you this, he told me that he was thinking about moving to the state I was living in. Hmm. offering me this incredible stability, like he was already that much into me, which now if anybody said that to me, I probably would laugh (laughs) (laughs) because I know better. But 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 I didn't. I was new to dating and and had been in a, a monogamous relationship for 33 years. So I didn't know that that was too much too soon. So there was a level of um, naivete too, not just vulnerability, but but gullibleness. Mm-hmm. And I hate that word, but I was a little gullible. So I know for me to, it's like me walking into a grocery store hungry and thinking I'm not going to overbuy. I will mm-hmm. overbuy. Mm-hmm. I think for us to go into these, when we start to look for someone new, and it's not even just romantic relationships, I'm talking any relationship. When we go in overly hungry, needy, we're at risk. We're just at risk. Right. And mine was a similar situation that I had. I had just left a very abusive marriage where I was constantly criticized and devalued and told that I was too much, too needy, too oversensitive, too dramatic, too crazy, that no one would ever put up with my bullshit. Mm. And then here's this nice man coming and saying, you're really sexy and you're really hot and you're an amazing person. He was telling me all of these things. That I couldn't at that time also tell myself. Yeah. I didn't feel very worthy. I didn't really have good self-esteem or sense of my own value at all. And here he was coming and telling me what I had been longing for the entire time I'd been in that marriage. And so that's another point, just that because we are in these previous unhealthy relationships, why we can be primed yeah. to be in future ones if we're not doing that interior work, which right. I, I absolutely wasn't. I was looking for someone outside of me. To try to fix me. I really thought this guy was going to pick up the pieces of, of me and fit me back together and that he was going to do that with his love. You know, right. but no, it was it was all a facade. It was all totally made up. And I learned later that the things he had told me that I thought connected us, that we had in common, that were similar about us, that I felt so intimate and close with him because he had shared that were fucking lies. Yes. <laughs> you know, and. That was so devastating to me because, again, it comes back to that that belonging thing that I was talking about earlier is I just felt like finally I was belonging. Mm -hmm. And but I but then finding out that I wasn't, Mm -hmm. which which makes me wonder, thinking about that, do they then feel like they're belonging when they're making us when they're devaluing us or did they not ever get that feeling of belonging? I'm not for sure they're looking for belonging. So they don't have that innate need, you think? No, I because if you go back to their world view, their worldview is competitive. Mm-hmm. And I, I, I mean that literally like if you come out ahead, then I'm not. Mm-hmm. And even if you are somebody that I've decided to make my life with and you still come out ahead, then you're taking something from me that you're I'm losing when you win. Then 
how can you belong? You, mm-hmm. Because everything's viewed from that standpoint of win and lose. It's not viewed from this wanting to connect and have this mutuality. I don't think yeah. they look for mutuality. I think they're looking for for conquest and domination. Mm-hmm. So they're offering it in order to for power. Right. Yeah. They And the fitting in that us accepting them is the power mm-hmm. because in that moment, then they know that they've won. Right. They've made us dependent on them. Exactly. Which, that's that's the goal. Which I think that's the other problem that happens is that we fail to see predatory people. I'm using narcissists and all toxic people, predatory. We fail to see that their worldview is completely different than mm-hmm. ours and that the rules that apply to normal people do not apply to them because their emotional vulnerability isn't, like I just said, isn't necessarily belonging or acceptance. Their Their vulnerability is... I need to have control over you. And whenever you have your own control over yourself, then I've lost control, Mm. which is what love bombing for them is about is domination. Right. Yeah. And putting in you in a position of being beholden to them because there's so many different aspects to it where they're you're dependent on them for their validation and their approval. And they're the only ones giving it to you because there's also that subtle isolation point. That's what I definitely experienced of. I, I tell you you're amazing, but your friends don't. You know, there'd be those mm-hmm. subtle little jabs at the people in my life, which started to go towards that isolation piece of making me reconsider or rethink those relationships from a different viewpoint. Mm-hmm. But that's how it worked. Mm-hmm. You know, like, why aren't they telling you how amazing you are? But I am. And you can see the win losing that. Mm-hmm. I'm better than everybody else, so you should turn to me. And if you turn to me, then I'm winning, and then they're losing, so I'm capturing you from your friends. So I've essentially it's a checkmate. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, and even even using the vulnerability piece is that that's even a checkmate where I see what you need. They're they're extremely good at hitting hot buttons. So. It's not like they have one theme and they're always good at establishing a sense of worth in the person or very good at offering stability or very good at offering um, that this is a special relationship. They're good at transitioning based on who they meet. So Mm -hmm. your need may be, please see me as you're going to give me a sense of belonging. It might be, please make me feel worthy. And they're going to have been show up exactly what you need versus what I need. So mm-hmm. they, they, their faces, are, they're truly the chameleon. I mean, they truly take on the color of the in, the environment of the relationship. But it's predatory in the sense of for domination. Yeah. So how do we assess it? And I was thinking a lot of our social skyscraper, mm. your social skyscraper metaphor that you had from a previous episode where you had talked about putting you in the penthouse when you should really be in the lobby, like on a first date. That's what I definitely saw from the narcissist that I've been with, that they really shared overly intimate information with me very early, plus the level of that flattery piece, or you're so amazing, or tell me more. I want to know more about Mm -hmm. you. I never felt like this before. Oh, (laughs) exactly. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Yeah. So how, how else would you might suggest to someone to start seeing it? I think it comes back to recognizing that it's feeling too good, Mm. which is when something is highly satisfying. I'm thinking like if I had my favorite brownie, you know, and it feels fantastic and I'm going to want a lot of that. I need to then be suspicious and say this might be harmful to me. I need Mm. to watch my need on this and and manage that. 
because that's the point. They want us to become, let's go back to, I love the analogy here, addiction. They want us to become addicted. Mm -hmm. So they're going to do everything to make us feel like this is the one. This is everything I've ever looked for in a relationship. This makes me feel like I'm on cloud nine and I have never had that kind of connection with anyone. And I think if you start to feel that kind of dependency, Mm -hmm. we need to get suspicious. Yeah. I do also want to point out just how ADHDers can (laughs) do something very similar to love bombing. Mm, Um, mm. So those of us who have ADHD or have been with someone who has ADHD, uh, we may tend to do something that looks like love bombing, but the intention is different. Mm. So we often can become hyper fixated on on a relationship in the beginning. And so that might mean that we do that over praise. We think they're perfect. They're wonderful, blah, blah, blah. But the intention is not to gain control. And so that's part of why when dating... It is about that observing, like, yeah, what uh, what else is at play here? Are the words and actions aligning? Like if if they think I'm amazing, are they really only focusing on me? Like I have I've had clients who had then found out they thought things were not explicitly stated, but they thought they were exclusively dating someone and they weren't. (laughs) You know, so but that that person that they thought they were exclusively dating was telling the same thing to everybody else, you know, sending the same text message every morning. Yeah. Good morning, my beautiful whatever. Yeah. You know, and that sounds familiar. Yeah. Strange. (laughs) So it is about are the words aligning with the actions. You know who else loves bomb? And that's borderline personality disorder. But it's entirely for different intentions as well. But it's equally as toxic though so you have to be careful of that Um, borderline personality disorders main desire is to have someone choose them and be in connection Mm -hmm. their issue is a dysregulation of personality and emotion and even an ability to sort of self-regulate they want to be chosen but they also fear you're going to overwhelm them so they don't want abandonment, but they also don't want you to take over. So there's this funny kind of tug, push away feeling that you have in the relationship. Mm. So when you first meet them, they're incredible. They show up like the perfect friend or the perfect partner because they don't want abandonment. Mm. It's, so it's not about control. It's about, well, I guess you could say control of abandonment. They want you to choose them so that you don't leave them. But the minute you start to get too close, they start to get freaked out and they'll mm. start to distance themselves from you or push you away. So you'll still feel the same sort of dynamic. But it's again, it's not for domination, mm-hmm. whereas a narcissist is about domination. It's more about management of the connection. Mm-hmm. But it comes back to irregardless any of these reasons, I think the the thing to be aware of is our neediness for this. And that's mm-hmm. the harder work. I mean, that's the self-work. I think for me, like I have to say to myself, even like right now, trying to date again, what do I want in life? What do I wish life would give me? And how can I meet that for myself? Not looking mm-hmm. to have somebody do this for me. Because really a relationship, in my opinion, should be about having a good partnership, building on a friendship that's intimate, not having someone complete me. Mm-hmm. And I, I totally agree. Uh, the way I've always talked about it is two whole people holding hands, walking on the same journey. It's not like I hate the terminology like your other half mm-hmm. or your better half because mm-hmm. I was happy single. I was just fine. I had a great life when I was single. I don't right. want to feel like or think that I was a half person or in incomplete, whatever the opposite of that is, right? Because I wasn't partnered. 
you know? Yeah. And I don't want people to think like, oh, I can't feel inadequate. I have to have everything perfectly together before I can look for a relationship. No, I'm not saying that. No. And I don't think you're saying that. No. I do think it means when we go out there, like if I'm having a rough day and I really want someone to reassure me and make me feel a little bit better, maybe kind of prop me up for me to say, okay, that's how I'm needy today. And I need to not go out there and hope someone will fix this for me. Can I fix this for myself? If somebody happens to do that, that's nice, but I don't, I'm not looking for them to do that. But it takes a lot of self-reflection. Yeah. And what I found is relationship issues are fixed in relationships, Mm. but that doesn't necessarily mean it's romantic. Like there's a lot of relationship issues I've fixed in friendships, like learning how to fight healthy or communicate. Like it doesn't mean that it has to be a romantic partner. And that's why we can't rely on any romantic partner for all of our needs to be met. We're supposed to have lots of or at least not necessarily lots, but good quality relationships across the board with friends, family, whoever else. Right. We can get stuck in that thinking that it can only be a romantic partner. Oh, it shouldn't be. I agree. I agree. So I think to sort of, you know, to wrap up the idea of love bombing, what would you say is the critical pieces that we should be paying attention to? Well, as you've mentioned, the excessive flattery, really intense or grandiose gifts. But I, I feel like I feel like it what matters more is what comes that's not good. Mm. Like love bombing, I feel like it it has that portion where it's these subtle jabs or criticisms or you would look so much nicer if you were X, Y, Z. Like it's it's you're perfect. But then let me make these little comments that kind of imply that you're not. Mm-hmm. And so those I would say those contradictions, mm. because for one, those of us with ADHD who can also love bomb as part of it, we're not we're not given those contradictions. I don't know if those who have BPD might they might have the contradictions. I don't know. No, I don't think. But so. I think those contradictions would be that's a big red flag to look for is someone romancing you, but also subtly criticizing, devaluing, mm-hmm. making little jabs. Kind of negging. Yes. Yeah, yeah. But my this is what my mine didn't neg me, but what he did do is he he did let me know what quality about me he thought was problematic and then challenged me on it. And this oh. is so this is how he did it was you're not going to be one of these independent women that don't let me help you. Oh. So that immediately put you in a role of dependence because oh, yeah. you're like, I'm going to re- I'm going to prove you wrong. Exactly. Like- so it may not be I mean, he didn't criticize me in my looks or how I came across. But what he did was he he's told me where the bar was and how he wanted set. Mm-hmm. So I think it's not always a nagging experience. Sometimes it could just simply you're going to hear they're going to tell you. Mm. They're, they're, I think that's the big thing. They tell you you just have to be ready to listen. And I didn't recognize it. I didn't hear, oh, this is a person who's telling me I'm going to have to submit. Hmm. But now if I heard that, I like, oh, you know, that would be ding, 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 you know, warning. But but listen for that because they'll do something that tests you or challenges you or makes you want to work harder. And I Mm -hmm. think we need to be aware of that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I also think if it's too good to be true, it probably is because they're because here's the other thing that I think most of us are, don't really at a deep level recognize: we're looking for our twin. Mm. We're not going to find our twin; they don't exist unless you actually have a twin. But outside of that, there's no twin to Tara, and there's no twin to Carrie. Mm-hmm. We have to find somebody who wants to share a life, and that's a different. That's actually a different thing. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah.
today's self-help tip is going back to gut intuition. When we're thinking about love bombing and thinking about how we are going to assess whether a partner, a new partner is love bombing or not, it's a good idea to really think about how our gut is thinking or doing around this particular situation. I knew for myself that when I was realized later, hindsight, that I had been love bombed, I definitely had this feeling of um, something was off. I don't know if that was your experience, Carrie, but something didn't feel right to me about the things I was being told, how excessive it was, like over the top, like being told I was so perfect and so mm-hmm. wonderful. And I was their soulmate, even though we'd known each other like a week. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, There was something off. But I, in the moment, very much kept denying that. Mm-hmm. I kept being like, I'm not being open to love or it's just because I had such a hard marriage. <laughs> like, I don't know if you had that reaction, but... I was not listening to my gut. I wasn't taking a step back and wondering, why do I feel that way? What What is off? What What is what is my gut telling me? Yeah. I, I didn't have so much a huge warning, so much that I just felt an intense pull. Mm. So, um, and I even, you know, do you mind if I jump in and even say why listening to our gut is so powerful? Because I bet you oh. most people don't realize that we have... In some neurotransmitter receptors, there's more of them in the gut than there is in the brain. Like serotonin, they're a lot more in the gut than there are in the brain. Hmm. It is using brain chemicals and giving information. So it's an essential part of our nervous system is our guts. It's called the enteric nervous system. Yeah. So it's... It's critical information and it's it's talking to the brainstem. So it's a really rapid response. It's faster than we think. Hmm. For me, it was... I just felt really attracted, hugely mm-hmm. attracted. And I think that that's what I need to sort of, I, I was losing myself. I was already losing myself. And I want to, next time someone starts to pull that hard on me, I think I want to be able to say, um, this should not be happening this fast and you need mm-hmm. to still be a self here. I think that to me was my gut saying, mm, careful, it's not them or you, it's you and them. So did it feel like too much, like you'd eaten too much ice cream or yeah. something? Is that kind of like, because there's still like, I'm wondering if there's a negative feeling in that. Because eating was, too much ice cream, you're like going to feel a little sick and like no, oversweet. No, it was just amazing. Mm. It was really amazing. But I think that too goodness is the the is the is warning. Yeah. But I I guess I, using for my experience, maybe my husband loved bombed me. <laughs> like Because it felt too good in the beginning. See, no, my first yeah. husband did not. Brad mm. didn't. Uh, I, there was no love bombing at all. It was truly me kind of processing. But I fell in love fast with him. Yeah. But I don't feel like he was attempting to make me fall in love. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, my husband took me to New York City around Christmas time when oh, we've been dating man, for a month. Be, wow. So doesn't that sound like love bombing? <laughs> a little bit. <laughs> but, but I didn't we know definitely, that he wasn't. He definitely. Yeah. I think, he, I mean, he has ADHD, so I think it was definitely Oh, that. it's but just it, his over-exuberance. Right. Yeah, oh, yeah. That makes sense. He was very excited. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> that's sweet, though. I love that. But yeah, I like that. I like that we have those two different. Mm-hmm. I definitely had a sense of like something was something was wrong like mm. like a like a prey sensing a predator i definitely mm. had this sense of something isn't quite right i don't know what's not quite right but something's not quite right i think it's my autism missed that i think mm. the me today because i'm now on a watch for it would say eh, mm. this guy is giving me what i want to hear but <laughs> but not everyone's going to pick that up i think yeah. that that takes a lot of skill to do that and a lot of practice Mm-hmm. And you and I have sat here and we've thought for years on this. So Absolutely. not everybody has that, that advantage. Mm-hmm. True. 
Thank you for joining us today. Have a question or comment, email us at hello at breakingfreewithcarrietara.com. If this episode has been helpful, consider becoming a supporter. And if you haven't yet, make sure to follow us at Breaking Free from Narc Abuse on Instagram, YouTube, and Facebook. We'll see you back here next time.